Welcome to a new podcast where we're breaking through and breaking it down with a new girl, your host, Dawn Piercy. Welcome to a new podcast. My name is Dawn Piercy. I am your host and I am so delighted to bring you Jennifer Nash. She is an actress and she's also a producer. She was born in Johannesburg, Africa. She's lived all over the United States and before she was an actress, she was in Broadway and theater. Jennifer, welcome to a new podcast. It's great to have you on as a new guest. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Yes, absolutely. Now, some of, for our audience, some of the things you may have recognized Jennifer from is Star Trek, The Next Generation, Home Improvement, and many, many other series. And um, now, how did you, I, I know that you started in Broadway and theater, um, but what inspired you to get into that to begin with and, and to go to um, the... You know, that's such a good question. And it's one that I kind of, uh, I, I, I have listened to some other actors say how they sort of got into acting and it's all different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is. I think mine, I think mine came from wanting to be somewhere different than I was. And I was a real avid reader at a very young age. In fact, my dad got me started on Shakespeare, like, I mean, at a ridiculous young age, like six years old, I was reading Midsummer's Night Dream. And I loved it. And I loved, like, acting out all the parts in my mind. So by the time I was in fifth grade, I wrote and produced and started and directed my first little show. Uh-huh. At just at Catholic school. It was no big deal. But, I mean, like, by fifth grade, I was totally hook, line, and sinker passionate. This is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it. So love I, hope, it. I hope that answers the question. I mean, well, I don't know. Well, I was, yeah. just, I was like, I was like a bad kid, only in the respect that I stayed up all night long in my little attic bedroom in Austin, Texas. I was born in South Africa, but I was mostly raised in Texas. We okay. came back when I was little, and um, yeah, I would get in trouble because my parents could look up. I was the only kid upstairs, and I had like a uh, bedroom right next to the attic. They look up there and see my light on and yell up the stairs, Jennifer, go to bed, <laughs> turn your light off. <laughs> and I was reading. I was up there reading like a crazy person. That is too funny. Now, you went to the Academy of Music and Dramatic Art in London. How was that for you? It was amazing and really challenging. It was possibly the most both amazing and challenging sections of my life because I did already have a little boy. I, I, my, my son turned one year old when I, when I was out there and, um, I I paid for the tuition with one commercial that I had gotten in America before I went, but like the living was, was expensive. The ratio for the dollar to the pound was like two to one. So for every $2 you could get one pound. So, I mean, Right. I was struggling, struggling, like financially. It was really hard. And and it was just really hard all, all the way around. It was so tough. When, at one time, my Shakespearean scenes teacher, who was completely a badass, amazing woman, yelled at me in front of the entire class and said, 
you know, what are you even doing here? You know, she had her, of course, she was English and she was like, you know, you, you've got a kid and you shouldn't have come with such a young baby. And what are you doing? You don't have wellies. Your hair is in your eyes. You're too skinny. Your clothes are all falling off. You know, I want you to get your act together, get your hair out of your face so we can see it. You know, right. and she just like, she just made me cry in front of the entire class. And it was really, really hard. And I was playing Gertrude mm-hmm. in um, Hamlet, which is the queen. And it was, that's a, was a really hard part for me because it was true at that time. I was so young and weighed about 115 pounds, which mm-hmm. is super skinny for, for me, you know. Heck yeah. And, um, and, and, and she said, you have to find your grounding. You have to act like your, your feet have roots into the ground. You're the queen. You're the queen mother. You know, this is a struggle for you to get this part. And, you know, that's why I've given it to you. So it was really, really rewarding because when we finally performed that scene and I played Gertrude and I took her, I mean, I cried in front of the whole class, but I took her words to heart. Um, never did get any wellies, but, you know, I <laughs> struggled through. And, What's um, a wellie, Jennifer? We got, we, what? What is a wellie? Oh, what are wellies? They're um, they're Wellingtons. That's a brand name. Like we say, Kleenex, right? For oh, for tissues. So okay. well, Wellingtons are yeah. rain boots. Are they the best rain boots? And you need rain boots in London. Believe me, you just need them because you're just sloshing through puddles and sloshing through, you know, sloshy snow, and uh-huh. feet are just constantly wet, and they don't get dry, and then you get sick. So the wellies oh, are very snap. important. Yeah. Yeah, I would I should have needed those when I lived in the Midwest, right? I don't need them now. Absolutely. Yeah. Man. There's a difference. I wish yeah. I would have known about wellies. <laughs> I know, right? Before this I'm conversation. Sure just, I'm just saying. Yes. These days I'm sure you can just get them delivered, you know, in, in the mail in two days. Right, your right, right. Very, very good. That's good. Yeah. So Okay, some of the projects that you've worked on in the last few years um, that that I can see, I know that you were in the in, Invisible, the Chronicle of Benjamin Knight, and <laughs> <laughs> tell yes. us about um, now you were an extra casting director and in an episode, um, quite a few episodes, seven episodes actually of Mindhunter, which is a TV series on and from 2017. Tell us a little bit about that. And do you have anything, any projects that's going on now? I know you can't always spill the beans, but maybe some hints. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, well, the Mindhunter thing was uh, really challenging because it was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I, I knew one person in Pittsburgh, a friend of mine who grew up there, moved back from mm-hmm. California to Pittsburgh. So I only had one friend and my job was to go out into the world because they ran through all of the normal, regular background actors in one month. And, um, you know, so I had to find regular people like dental hygienists and people that worked in offices and people, lawyers and doc people that made a lot more money. I, 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 I will brag and tell you that I got people to be on that series everywhere from literally rocket scientists and I'm not joking, to professors at Carnegie Mellon and, you know, University of Pittsburgh, to students, to people that worked in the Catanning dump, you know, right, so right. The, the, the range was so wide of all the people 
and the different characters that we needed to portray all these, you know, folks. And it was, it was really challenging. And I was really proud of, um, really proud of what I did there. But, but the best thing about it for me on top of working for, you know, David Fincher, who's brilliant was getting to know that city and so many people there. And because of being there, I wrote a series called Hyde, and it's uh, won a couple of awards for the pilot, the pilot screenplay now. And um, I'm, I'm really excited that, you know, uh, you know, total strangers are really appreciating it and giving me feedback like, we love the female characters. We love the little girls in episode one. We want to know what happens next, you know. Right, That's right. just the most satisfying thing ever. So, and and I can thank Pittsburgh for inspiring the story initially because um, the pilot episode is sort of a juxtaposition, a juxtaposition of where Pittsburgh, and mostly not not the city of Pittsburgh, but the surrounding suburban and rural areas of Pennsylvania right. are now, say 2018 when I was there, as opposed to the history of it, which is the Underground Railroad was a huge part of their mm-hmm. history with abolitionists. So yeah, that's what that's what's going on in the pilot episode, and I'm it's time travel sci-fi, um, okay, and nice. uh, I'm super duper 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 excited about it. I mean, like we just got our first money in. We got, we're starting to get funding pouring in and I'm so excited to tell you that the first people that are putting money into this small amounts, by the way, mm-hmm. because they're not millionaires are actors, you know, they, they've read the script and they're like, we want, we want this to happen. We're going to do whatever we can to get it off the ground and start going. So, um, I'm really, really excited. I mean, my my heart like honestly freaking breaks and gets goosebumps at the same time thinking about these actors that they're not huge stars they're just you know actors that are um investing money in this project and i'm 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 blown away the the line producer from breaking bad and one of the producers of better call Saul is doing the breakdown on the pilot right now for us and I love that. the com- yeah, I love it too. Of course I love it. And by the way, a little fun fact, um, Vince Gilligan, the creator of Breaking Bad, went to Interlochen, the same high school I went to, a, a boarding school for the fine arts with okay. only 400, un, yeah, 400 students in the middle of nowhere in Michigan. No, middle of nowhere. Surrounded by snow and lakes. So we're both alumni of that, which is just an interesting fun fact. And he's apparently a Star Trek fan. And, you know, I was nice. on Star Trek Next Gen. So who knows what will happen. But And then we have a BMI award-winning uh, composer who's mm-hmm. a, now attached to the project who did Sully and 1517 to Paris and The Secret Life of Pets. I don't know if you've seen that with your son, but it's awesome. Which I've seen it like five times. One? Which one was the last one? The, the Secret Life of Pets. Oh, the, the we animated. Love that movie. Yes, okay. right. We the watched that one. Amazing. Yes. In fact, I saw it and I was like, "Who is with this soundtrack? It's so cool." You know, um, it's kind of jazzy. So that is that is going to be our composer for the series, and it's just it's so exciting. My my head wants to explode. Nice. Nice. How was it being on Star Trek, by the way? 
for all you amazing. Star Trek fans, right? Right? So. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, little fun trivia fact is that after I did, I played Patrick Stewart's daughter, mm-hmm. sort of Patrick Stewart's daughter, Captain Picard. Uh, his daughter in a different, you know, in a life where he lives his whole life through a probe so that we can, you know, I get our planet episode. remembered. Yes. Yeah. The inner light. Yeah. Yes. With the flute. And so I got my, my little brother in audition and he auditioned to play Patrick Stewart as a young man, mm-hmm. which I think this is, honestly, this is so bizarre because like I looked enough like Patrick Stewart to, to they, they bought me as his daughter and you know, the acting hopefully of course helped. Right. But then I get my brother an audition, and he plays Patrick Stewart. Yeah, he plays my dad. Picard. He uh, plays my dad in the flashback scene right, as a right. young man. And he really looks right. He really looks like him. Like, you see him fighting, and you're like, oh, my God, that that's totally great casting. He looks like he looks like Captain Picard. So a little fun fact there. Nice. Nice. So... Now, if you had one thing that you could say to the world, Jennifer, what would it be? Just one thing. Love over hate. Mm, Amen. Love over hate. Love. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. And who has been your biggest inspiration through all of everything that you do? And are you still working on your cookbook? I heard that you have an international cookbook coming out. Tell us about that. (gasps) Oh, that's been put on the side burner. I'm still doing recipes, though. And okay. The, uh, it's kind of a cheesy idea. It's, it's sort of like an inner light cookbook. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's about being healthy and good for the planet and also tasting delicious. But, yeah, no, I totally want that to come out some of these days. Um, it's just it got a little bit pushed to the back burner with this series because I, I'm I'm, like, obsessed with this series. This series has to be – the stories have to be told. Mm-hmm. And as far as influencers, um, my goodness, one of them is somebody that a lot of your audience will not know, but his name is Simon Callow. And he was my first big acting teacher with the National Theater of Great Britain when I was only 15 years old. And he believed in me and he let me get in that program. And he's an amazing theater actor in London still to this day. Um, and if you look him up on IMDb, you you might recognize him from some English movies, but mostly he's famous for stage. And okay. the fact that he had confidence in me at such a young age was just, it blew me away. But yeah, I mean like Meryl Streep, you know, all the regular amazing actors in the world, of course, mm-hmm. like give me a break. Like I would give my left pinky finger to meet Meryl Streep and talk to her for half an hour. She's so amazing. Yeah. She has done a lot of great things. Hasn't she? Mm. I know she does. She she can do no wrong. Like I don't care. Even if you, you go to see the movie and you're like, "Well, this isn't my favorite movie in the world," but Meryl Streep is amazing in it. You yeah, know, if like, it's Meryl Streep. There's nothing wrong with it. She always brings it. Right? She always brings it. Doesn't matter what where the where it's set or what time period or what accent. It's like it's Meryl Streep. Come on. <laughs> right. You know it's gonna be a good movie if she's in it. That's a well, and I think as an act as an actress, she rises to the level of my favorite English actresses, and I'm I am partial to English training and English actors because I think they're very very I know and now I know from experience they're very strict about their training, yes. and they're very exacting. And uh, Meryl Streep is an American actress who rises to that level, 
And I'm sorry, but all these days I'm talking about girls. I'm only talking about the ladies. There's plenty of men, male actors that I love too. Mm-hmm. But these days I'm talking about the ladies. I think they need to be celebrated more. I think there need to be more women on film and on television. My series is written with a half female cast and I fully intend to, you know, accrue it with half females at least. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's, let's, you know, come on, let's get the ladies in here. Right. Let's get this party started. We are late to this party, late to this party. It's unbelievable. How you know cute it is. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I said, you know, there's yeah. going to be good parties. There's going to be a good party. Right. No one wants to go to a sausage party. You know, you know how many times have you been to an actual party party and you're like, this is a sausage party. It's all dudes. Let's leave. You know, it's, the balance has to be there. Come on. Right, the yin right. and the yang. The male and the female. Let's let's get this let's get this happening already in twenty nineteen. Yeah, and, and for our audience, um I actually got to meet Jennifer on a yacht party. It was for a Halloween party and there was a lot of yummy food. But then she had the Oh yeah. Lily. Yeah. So that was fun. <laughs> Super fun. Marina Del Rey. Yeah. Whoop whoop. Yeah. That was my first time being on a yacht, Jennifer. Well, who doesn't like a party on a yacht? I know, right? I'm just going to have to buy one. One day. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and please invite me to all of your parties on the yacht. Okay, I will. <laughs> I love it. Thank yeah. you. Now, for our audience, where can our, um, our audience follow you to keep up with the latest projects that you have going on? You can find me on Instagram, or I would love for people to check out Hide on Facebook. It's just Hide, like hiding from something, H-I-D-E. Okay. Um, that's the name of the series. And um, on that Facebook page, you can check out our YouTube trailer, which I'm really proud of. Um, I shot a 10-minute pilot in Pennsylvania, but now the series is morphed into a bigger, you know, one-hour series. Mm-hmm. Um and um, but the trailer will give you a sense of the pilot, and I'm really proud of it. And um, yeah, so those are probably the best places. And okay. we put up the news of everything that's going on. There's a graphic novel being written based on the pilot of Hyde. Oh, nice! And all that news will be up there. Yeah. So okay, great. So yeah. And for those that are actually on our platform, a new podcast.com, just click Jennifer's picture. It'll take you straight to her bio page. I've provided all the links for you there and you can check out the trailer after the interview. Now, Jennifer, I want to thank you for being a new guest. It's been great having you on. It's so exciting catching up to see what you've got coming up and uh, where we can follow you and keep up and find out when it comes out. So stay tuned for our audience, and uh, if you like this episode, be sure to click like, comment, so we can get involved, share so other people can enjoy it, and subscribe to keep up with all the new guests. And if you feel fit to buy me a cup of coffee once a month for bringing you these episodes, you can do so on our Anchor.fm platform under a new podcast. And this podcast is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all of your favorite streaming networks. And uh, until next time, keep it real. This is Don Piercy and Jennifer Nash signing off.